Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hi guys, I'm Adam Wilborn from What Culture Football. And I'm Andrew Pollard from What Culture Football. Before we get into this, if you're a fan of this sort of thing, make sure you subscribe to What Culture Football, wherever you get your podcasts from, for daily football podcasts. But we are here with your football news, uh, starting off with the news that David Silva has a new club, Real Sociedad, he signed for yesterday, of course, signing on a free after leaving Manchester City, uh, a two-year deal confirmed, although the uh, most interesting thing coming off the back of this is that Lazio are furious regarding this they were fairly confident they were going to sign a three-year deal uh, worth around 10 million euros a year for the midfielder who won uh, 11 major honors including four premier league titles in his 10 seasons uh, at manchester city of course we also found out the news recently david silver is going to get a statue erected in his honor uh, at manchester city what do you reckon andrew pollard real sociedad i think they finished sixth in that league last season yep um, obviously, any club would be happy to have David Silva, but uh, a bit of a surprise he didn't go for Lazio in the end. Obviously, he's not going to go to his, his old club um, in Spain, <laughs> but we're speculating about an Italian club maybe fitting him better. Your reaction to this news? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, a return to Valencia. I mean, we'll, we'll discuss Valencia later, but that ain't happening at all. Um, yeah, the Lazio move seems to be a good fit for him. Well, Serie A in general seems to be a good fit because obviously historically it's known as a, a slightly slower pace of league where um, the more skillful technical players such as David Silva have a bit more time to breathe, have a bit more time to dictate play. And so it, it, when you heard he was going to Italy, it's like, yeah, that, make, that makes sense. And Lazio, a team where he'd be playing week in, week out, um, or as and when he wanted to, mm. uh, and he would be the, the driving force of that team, the main man, as it were, then that made sense. Uh, three years, for obviously some of the 34 three years is a nice bit of security and especially with a wedge of 10 million euros but I, I like that you've gone to Real Sociedad uh, it's just it, it's come a little bit out of nowhere in a way um, because it did see so nailed on that he was going to Lazio but uh, yeah I think it's it, maybe he's had a change of heart and just thought if I'm gonna like have the, the upheaval of moving the family again maybe I'll go back to Spain uh, and Sociedad seemingly has, has fit the bill six in La Liga which is very respectable uh, and again it's a team where he'll go to and he'll be idolised because he's David Silva yeah exactly I think he's done all the hard yards now no yeah. doubt had he joined Lazio they could be I mean they already are but even more so a genuine Serie A contenders next season but uh, like you say a nice life Real Sociedad can't really complain no, not at all. I think it's it's a great move for them. It's it's a great move for him, especially if that is the driving force of wanting to move back to Spain. It just takes a lot of boxes. And it's a two-year deal, which 
you're thinking to me, if he's turned down a three-year deal on more money to go to um, a slightly lesser club in terms of status in, in Sociedad Capital Lazio for, for a lesser deal, then that to me says he's just he's, he's thinking of, yeah, this is just my happy ending now. Exactly. Doing it's it for a lovely game. Phrase. <laughs> uh, let's move on, though, and talk about a man who has cropped up a surprising amount in recent weeks. Yeah, yeah. You, you mean um, Barcelona manager to be Arsene Wenger, as it was <laughs> last week, where there's talk that he, uh, he'd been offered the job at Barcelona. Um, when poor Keki Sentien was still in the job. Obviously, that's changed. Ronald Koeman is now the manager that's of right Barcelona. There. Yeah, yeah. Um, which is something we've, we've gone about seemingly endlessly over the last few days. But yeah, Arsene Wenger is now being linked with another job, and that being the job that Ronald Koeman has left behind, being that of the Netherlands manager. Um, now, Ronald De Boer has, has come out because he's high up in the, the, the Dutch FA, and he's kind of come out and said that Wenger's a decent shout. There's interest there. And, and the, the interesting bit of this is that according to Fox Sports, that Arsene Wenger is the one who's reached out to the Netherlands and said like, yeah, I'd be interested in this, rather than the other way around where, mm. where they're approaching him. Uh, Frank de Boer is another name in the frame, as is Philip Koku. But yeah, Wenger's shown his interest, put his cards on the table by all accounts, if Fox are to be believed. Um, and this is an Arsene Wenger who has seemingly been disillusioned since leaving Arsenal. I mean, a lot of Arsenal fans were disillusioned before he left Arsenal. Um, but yeah, when he left Arsenal in it's, it feels strange. I was looking into this. It's May 2018. It's like just over wow. two years ago. But it yeah, feels like, that. yeah, it feels like forever since Wenger was was in that dugout of the Emirates. Um, yeah, Wenger, since he took up his role at FIFA, which is, I wrote it down because it's a slightly lengthy one, head of global football development. He's, um, yeah, he's become disillusioned because fancy this at FIFA that he wants to make changes and and it's not possible. Um, <laughs> yes, yeah, so he's he's become restricted, uh, restricted, frustrated by the restrictions put on him and, and the, the lack of ability to make genuine change. And he's been looking to get back into management. And in previous interviews, he's talked about how he misses management, but he also isn't sure, because he's 70 or 71, if he mm. wants to be doing the day-to-day -day grind of management. So by that regard, international management, it would be a perfect fit for Arsene Wenger. Before we get into this, did I dream this or did Philip Koku manage Derby? He did, yes. Yeah, yeah okay. Yeah, yeah. I just wanted to make sure I was just, <laughs> there's one of those management appointments that I was like, did that happen? There was, there yeah. was Frank Lampard and there was, yeah, of course, yeah, right, fine, good. I'm glad we cleared that up. But yes, uh, obviously a, a sensational player in his day as was uh, Frank mm. Um I can't say Frank Ball without thinking of the Dennis Bergkamp goal, by the way, with the Dutch commentary. Oh, what a ball, what a ball, um, what a ball. <laughs> But I'd be fascinated. I'd love this appointment, Arsene Wenger. Mm. I mean, I, I have no uh, nothing to lose if it all goes horribly wrong. But I think you're right. Like, <laughs> I'd be really intrigued to see how Arsene Wenger hand, hang, handles international management. Um, his job at FIFA is a load of bollocks because FIFA is a yep. load of bollocks. Um, and yeah, I think I think in terms of the, the the hecticness of the job, international management, like you say, is sporadic periods and then really intense periods i think yeah. it could be ideal i'd love to see this yeah i mean and it's not the first time he's been linked with international football because no. so many people see him as kind of a perfect tailor-made fit for that sort of job whether it was before he's been linked with the england job he was linked with the france job and so it might just be a nice alignment of the stars where come on then if you're interested come and take over from ronald for a little bit and see how we get on yeah, absolutely. Let us know your thought on, thoughts on that one in the comments section below. And we're going to move on and talk uh, about Valencia. We alluded to them earlier on, but worrying, worrying signs developing over them. Uh, reports coming out that they can no longer pay the players. There was a tweet yesterday by, I assume, uh, a, Valencia, a French Valencian 
channel on Twitter, uh, basically saying the financial situation looks dire. This is translated, obviously, not by me. Uh, the leaders, uh, apparently, of the club offered IOUs yeah. players, um, which they obviously refused. This is all due to the ongoing global bastard, the thing we can't name, otherwise this video would get demonetized. Uh, they've already had to sell uh, Danny Pareo, uh, Francis Coquelin, all allowed to leave on cut price deals just so they can get rid of their wages. Uh, they sold uh, Torres, of course, to Manchester City for around 25 million, who had quite a few things to say about the uh, upper echelons of Valencia. But Valencia are a legendary club. This is really, really worrying news, Andrew. Yeah, they're always one of those teams where, when you look towards Spanish football, they're one of the teams you look for. Whereas, okay, we know that, that Real Madrid and Barcelona and maybe Atletico, they're the ones that are dominating. But Valencia are one of those teams that, yeah, let's see what Valencia are doing. They're kind of famous for having just a, a bit of style and flair about them, even if they're not always successful. Of course, they had their really successful run in the early 2000s, driven on by Gaiskin Mendieta. What a footballer oh. that man was. I know. What a player. Uh, Frank De Boer and him in the same conversation now. That's it. I'm, I'm done for the day. I, I, I could go for a lie down. Um, but yeah, Valencia, this this club that so many people always look out for, and it's horrendous. I mean, we know they've been in financial troubles for the last couple of seasons since uh, Peter Lim took over as, as chairman. There was the the failed experiment of bringing in his best pal Gary Neville as manager that went really oh, well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. How can you forget about that? Um, and it's such a shame. But it was it was the most jarring bit because the headline is that, that they can't afford to pay their players and that basically everybody's for sale. But it was the, the more jarring bit was when you read it and it's like, did I just read that right? That they, mm. they've got IOUs. I'm just imagining like a little scrawled bit of paper of like, here you go, IOU six months wages. And <laughs> and the date on the IOUs is IOUs um, that will be redeemed. And it said, they, they come out afterwards and said this was a typo. It said September 2021. So it's like, yeah, <laughs> carry on playing for us and we'll pay you next September in a year's time. But but yeah, Valencia have come out quickly and said, oh, no, that was, that was a mistake. That was an error on our part. It was a typo, but it's, it's worrying. It's worrying like times it. for, yeah. I like the fact they're clarifying. No, no, no. The, the mistake was the date. We did definitely write IOUs though. <laughs> like, that's the thing that a professional football yeah. club would do in 2020. Look, obviously every football club, well, aside from the massive ones, are really struggling uh, mm -hmm. due to the issues in the world right now, let's just say. Um, but it's never nice to see these clubs, um, legendary clubs, iconic names, struggling and you know, uh, hopefully this issue can be resolved as soon as possible. Let's wrap up, though, with a yeah. uh, little talk about the Europa League. And it's finally happened. Oh. Andrew, I finally predicted a result in this uh, weird August mad month of European football. Inter Milan smashing Shakhtar Donetsk last night. Yeah, it only took you, what, six goals, was it? Was this the sixth time <laughs> out you got a prediction right? Um, why do the Brexit fans and Chesterfield fans commentate on this stuff? I have no idea, no. <laughs> uh, but yeah, it was, It was again, it was a really good game, uh, just uh, from a neutral standpoint, watching it. And it was it was one of those where the first half, Shakhtar Donetsk, look, they looked very promising. And it was, I think part of it, as the game went on, you realise maybe that was more... Antonio Conte and his, his management was more like, right, let's just sit a little bit, let them have the ball, let them play around for it a bit, and then in the second half, we'll step up again. Obviously, uh, Piatov in, in goal basically handed them the first goal with, uh, with Lautaro Martinez scoring. Um, but 1-0 at half-time, you think is Shakhtar could still be in this, and then... Then there was a 60th minute, well, 62nd, I believe it was, where um, Luis Moraes, um, Junior Moraes, I'm sorry, had a header, an, an, admittedly an awkward header that came in from the left, where he was five yards out, and it just, it kind of hit him, 
but it then more importantly hit Samir Handanovic in goal and it was just like that that was their big chance in terms and of then, a football cliche that is a guilt edge chance isn't it That's it, it, it was a guilt edge chance and then to go fully with the cliche of you've got to make your chances count uh, Inter Milan went straight up the other end uh, and Ambrosio ends up scoring a header off a corner uh, and, and that was kind of it then once it got to 2-0 it was yeah, you could, you could just see that second goal absolutely kill Shakhtar. Their, their heads, their heads were just dropped, and it, it was a little bit, obviously not to the extent of the Bayern Munich game against Barcelona, but you felt that well, obviously got to three, four, five. Mm. Lukaku popped up with two. Uh, Martinez got a second. Lautaro, uh, and it's one of those games where you thought a lot. If it carried on going for another ten minutes, Inter Milan will probably score another three goals. Mm. It was just that, yeah, Shakhtar knew the chance was gone. They, they knew their the, the chance to get through to the final game. Sevilla was gone. Um, but you you have to look at, well, well Shakhtar, the second half fell away. You have to look at Inter Milan. I think it was a really good game plan. Like I said, the first half, you're looking at it thinking Shakhtar are pretty much all, all over Inter at times. But then I, I think, like I said, I think that was part of the plan was mm. lull them in, let them time themselves out a little bit. We'll get them on the break. And then obviously, if and when they're to go, we'll just step it up. And that, Inter Milan just stepped up to a whole other gear in that final 30 minutes. Yeah, I think it's a combination of Shakhtar attempting to chase the game and then again just sort of yeah. admitting defeat and kind of giving up and Inter Milan really wanted to make a statement. Romelu Lukaku looks like a different player. Yeah, totally. Um, you, you're thinking, you, while that Man United front three of Greenrod, uh, Rashford and Martial have scored a hell of a lot of goals, more than Liverpool front three this season, there's still you feel like in in one way Man United are missing that big oh. out and out striker who will just I mean they brought in Igalo on loan um, there was talk maybe they're moving for Raul Jimenez at Wolves possibly which I, I don't think that's on the table anymore but it, you think Man United need a pro, maybe a proper number nine and then you look at it and think well they let one go in the summer uh, last summer uh, we've already had this summer so last summer they had they let one mm. go and he's gone on to get I, I believe it's 33 goals now in his in his debut season this is his tenth European game on the bounce scoring um and he, he's just and as well to look at it Lukaku got off to a slightly slow, slow start mm. because of the fact that he'd had no real preseason because Man United he wasn't really training with them then he arrived in Milan a little bit uh, on fit you could say and it took him a few games to get going and he, and he I don't know he struck up a, a really good partnership with Lautaro Martinez mm. quite early on and he's, he's just not looked back and the, the dude is now on, on course to break the, uh, the the highest scoring debut season in, into history held by a certain Ronaldo, um, which I mean, God, I mean, to be fair, I still hold a Ronaldo one on a higher pedestal because that was back when Serie A was more defensive minded. So mm. if you get 33, 34 goals, that's a big thing. Um, but also, coincidentally, that season for Ronaldo, uh, Inter Milan went on to win UEFA Cup, and he scored a, a well, he had one of the great performances in the final. Um, and obviously, the UEFA Cup is now the Europa League, and and Inter Milan could be on track to win that again with Romelu Lukaku clearly leading the line. Yeah, sensational finals to look forward mm. to. Inter Milan versus Sevilla on Friday yep. night. Uh, I should say congratulations to Leon the other day beating Man City. Completely neglected to mention this. I got a tweak moaning about that. So apologies to you, <laughs> Leon fans. A sensational result uh, against Man City, who are just perennial bottlers, it seems, in the Champions League. Speaking of the Champions League, myself and Andrew will be back later on today to preview RB Leipzig against PSG in the Champions League semi-final. But for now, let us know your thoughts on all of today's news stories in the comment section below. Don't forget to like, share and subscribe and subscribe to What Culture Football wherever you get your podcast from for a daily football podcast for when you're out and about. You can also let us know your thoughts on Twitter at What Culture FC. Follow both of us. You can follow Andrew Pollard on Twitter at 
I coach you left pack. And you can follow me at Adam Wilborn. Follow us all at What Culture FC. As I said, we'll be back later on today to look ahead to the Champions League semi final. But for now, my thanks to Andrew Pollard. Thank you for joining us. We'll see you soon. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.